0: Nor to nothing, ontological oxymorons. I'm your host, Joel Bouchard, a graduate student in education at Liberty University. And with me is Mr. Norman Gayford, a professor of English and philosophy at Genesee Community College. Speaking of Norm, here's something you don't know I don't have Norm's phone number, I also don't have his address, and I really only see him incidentally outside of recording. So, how do we coordinate these podcasts? The answer is social media. If we brought time travelers from only 30 years in the past to the present day, there'd be several things about the production of this podcast that would be completely novel to them, including the idea of a podcast itself. But perhaps no other concept would be as singularly shocking as the all-encompassing nature of social media in everyday life. All right, so we're going to kind of wrap up um, an unintentional series that we did that has been focused around sociological topics you know we started with politics and then we got into economics and uh you know civility, civility. Yeah. and social media is going to kind of be the the capstone to that which seems a little bit like a strange choice because the other topics seem to have some gravitas to them politics economics civility these things are, <laughs> these are things that are very important And, you know, I think a lot of people offhand would think, well, social media seems like sort of a uh, frivolous topic to cover. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that especially (laughs) (laughs) over the past 10 or 15 years, it's definitely become a not so frivolous topic. Mm. Um, But it's going to be something that's really different from anything that we've covered before, because you and I, up until this point... Have really only covered classical topics of philosophy. Yes. You know, we've stuck to very much um, foundational things, and um, we're not by any means leaving them behind. You know, next week we'll probably start a new. Um, we'll start a new topic, and maybe even a new series of topics. I've got a couple things rolling around in my head. Cool, but um, you know, I think it's good. To, good to stretch the legs a little bit and see. You know, what happens when we apply um, some of our philosophical um, brain power to uh, a more modern topic like uh, social media? Which so. is
1: more abstruse because of the very... I, I just know we're going to get into this because of your studies, uh, your education, grad work, uh, and the technological things you're doing there. And my experience was various. It's abstruse because there's virtually endless permutations of social media neither one of which neither
0: one of us is going to be absolutely anywhere near master of right and and that's uh that's something about it that's real interesting is um even the way that you use a certain social media platform can differ um can differ quite significantly like um you mentioned the class, you know, my studies and, and really the class that I just took was the most focused on social media of any class I've taken, it was digital technology. And part of the course requirements were to develop a PLN, a personal learning network, which was essentially a, a Twitter social network. You had to follow um, experts in the field and follow your classmates and read their tweets and contribute conversations. Although well, they're not conversation. It's more like micro blogging because right. you have a, yeah. you're so yes. limited in characters and stuff. But you can share links and stuff. Um, and it's funny because in that context, the use of Twitter was very professional and very, um, you know, well laid out. Whereas, uh, to quote my brother, Twitter, you know, in, in casual use, is a uh, a hellscape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like a, your brother's quote. Yeah, there's, and, and there's plenty of examples of that happening outside of an organized um PLN but that kind of highlights the uh um the variability of social networks and really users are free to create the kind of experience they have based off of organizations and individuals they follow and choose to quote unquote friend mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's it's a real big topic um and we'll be drawing on you know old episodes as well but probably none more so than um when we covered the self you know Ages ago, you know, there's a a lot of the self tied up in it. There is, but we'll uh, we'll jump in and we'll take it in the way that we've um established our new template. But as we'll find out when we get to formative questions, it's not going to be as straightforward as the past couple topics we've done because you get to formative questions, and whereas there's room for speculation with some of these other things, um. There's really no, there's a, yeah, a little bit, but there's not a whole lot of speculation as to how social media formed because it formed within our lifetimes. <laughs> so there's, there's a very well-defined history, um, but there still are formative questions about why, not so much how or when, but why. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll get into it, but we'll start with the essence. So how would we define social media? Well, if you look in dictionaries...
1: I, you know, I I perused a a few definitions, but first it seems locked on the word websites. Websites and applications uh, that are used to generate content uh, that is shared and shaped. Well, if you take the word website out and you substitute a different word for applications, and I think in a very real sense, and you and I talked about this off like um, last week, I think, or the week before. It, social media, there, there's no such thing as media that isn't. Mm. And that goes back to the very beginnings of whatever media in the history of the planet that you, that you want to go to. Because, because when you create something, a piece of art, if it's for yourself, you're still engaging it in the kind of strange social mini-loop. But for the most part, things are created for other people to interact with. Newspapers, uh, hieroglyphics—you know the the ancient Egyptian lists of beer and (laughs) uh, whatever—and the stones. So I'm not trying to conflate it all, but but it's we we think it's such a new thing because it's really just new tools that are, but that are enabling um, a vast, as you say, build it yourself and 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 modify it and and create it, seemingly. And yet, there's still an imperialistic, corporate, capitalistic driver that's giving us these tools, so to speak, and we say, "Oh, well, we can do anything we want with them."
0: Well, right, yeah, right, not necessarily. Yeah. So that's the one thing. As when I started out, sort of doing some research for it and thinking about it, the the thing that popped up to me is the question can you have media without it being social? And then the inverse question, which is can you have social interaction without media? Mm. And those types of back and forth questions really followed me all the way through the topic, wherever I went, these sort of defining terms. And it's really it kind of the answer to them really puts in perspective what your view on the whole topic is is Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. let's say so if we're defining it there's two words social and media and i think you you just you just um sort of gave us our opinion that there really is no media that isn't social but Um, there is social activity that doesn't necessarily involve media yeah so let's let's look at that word then media because i'm not so sure i agree with you just yet Um, (laughs) so when I looked up media, it said that it's, um, a media is something that serves as a buffer. The word media essentially comes from Latin meaning middle ground. Right. right? And that's a good description. Yes. Something between people that serves as a middle ground. So there's something to say. A bridge, a conduit. Right. So where do we draw the line on what media is? Because what you and I are doing right now, outside of the recording, just the conversation that we're having. Mm -hmm. We could look at it as, I have ideas that are happening. You have ideas that are happening. And our communication is the media. Because you have an idea about something. You expressed it. I'm not agreeing with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make my argument, as I'm doing right now. You're going to consider that. And then you're going to come back with a, a counter position. So could uh, could a conversation be considered media? Where do we draw the line on, on media? Well, if we go back to our... I think, given the way you just said that, I think yeah. Well,
1: because language, language, is a medium. We had this whole. We've had this discussion about language. Well, we could not communicate without some kind of language. Now, we, in some contexts in your life, I'm sure, uh, you perhaps in the military, you communicate a lot with eyes, but then you use fingers. <laughs> Or gestures, or, or and we have American Sign Language, and so on and so on. So yeah, I think, I think those are media, various mediums
0: in in the largest sense. So, and I'm not sure if I believe this position yet, but I'm going to put it out there just so that we can bat it back and forth and decide whether or not it has any merit. But let's, I'm going to posit the position then that there is no social activity outside of media because we can't. We're not um, mind readers. You don't have the ability to um, telepathically understand my ideas. So as a result, we need a media, or in order to convey or well, have social media. interaction. Okay,
1: all right. So let's suppose that we. Yeah, we're going to go way off. So I, I, I live in a city, or Warsaw, whatever, and I, and I go to the park. And there are other people there, and I look at the dogs playing, and I hear children laughing, and I'm enjoying walking around. and And uh, suppose that I never actually get close enough to anyone to actually say good morning or hello, or it, it's just. But we're all in the same space, so was the park a medium? Is it social because people are all in relatively the same space?
0: This sort of comes back to our cooperation and collaboration mm. idea a little bit. There's Those things are very similar but not the same, I don't think. So, you have a park and a park is meant to be a place where groups of people can have activities, but the very idea of a park doesn't necessitate people doing things together. Mm. So, so, you're doing things in parallel, or you happen to be doing things right. within the space but they don't have to Intersect right. Um. So so a park would not be necessarily a media. Okay. So it's not a medium. Good. Good. All right. So so something that is specific, even specifically created for social interaction, doesn't necessarily mean it's a media. So we've established that. But let's say so if something does require human interaction, is that necessitated by it being a media? Uh, if so let's say language. Um, okay. Language of any kind. Is language a media just because it does human um, human communication or does it have to be poetry or music or does it have to be something else? Language is a medium if it's
1: a medium if the there is interaction I mean, language, this is the, okay, here we go. The Language exists. If I don't use it, then it is not an active medium for my, that moment, whatever it is. <clears throat> if I wish to talk to you, then I'm engaging language and therefore, Using the, This is almost one of those Zen questions. <laughs> a bridge exists. Perhaps there's a bridge on a side street that no one drives over all day long. So the bridge is not in use. Perhaps no one even walks over it on a certain day. But it's still a bridge. Right. Because it's connecting two things, but it's connecting two, two places or two parts that no one happens to be. Walking, in uh, Twitter exists. I wish it didn't. And your brother's <laughs> right. Uh, it, it, but it, it it exists. And but and this is you'll pull me back. But this is going sideways a little bit. But if uh, medium, all all media, plural, do not serve equally well for all kinds of interactions. I think that's the mess that we are in right now because it's Mm -hmm. still relatively new. So you wouldn't use a bridge to talk to somebody across a small gap of a river. If you could shout to them, you would only use the bridge if you wanted to walk close and have a more intimate conversation. You would choose to use the bridge for a certain purpose.
0: Right. Okay. So, I think we're starting to get we're starting to get somewhere. So, if we were to look at social media and the essence of it and the definition of it, social is pretty self evident. It has to do with interpersonal um, interpersonal interaction, Mm -hmm. Um, and media. By the sounds of it, is that's something that connects those people. So it can be a number of things it can be pictures, whether or not it's you know um uh so, you know the Mona Lisa painted by da Vinci or whether or not it's a mm-hmm. picture taken on instagram mm-hmm. um or it could be you know the Declaration of Independence or a Facebook you know text post or mm-hmm. it could be a conversation in person to person or you know an audio recording um but the media is the um The conduit for ideas to flow from one party to the other and to establish the middle ground. So that gives us social media. Um, Like you said, every definition that I found online, it it appears that at some point, probably um, probably if I had to guess three, five, seven years ago, something like that, there was a schism in the definition of media where um, the where media There's a definition of media now that's solely um, dedicated to the idea of technology. Yes. That subsumed previous definitions. Right. And I'm I'm (laughs) thinking that based off of um, social media, when you look up the definition, that they're using this definition of media in that within that word rather than the definition we've been discussing so far. So we can go to the electronic if you want. Right. That's so right. I, I don't think that any, in any way invalidates the, um, the definition that we just had. I think that if you are to look at just the etymology of the words social media, um, I think that our description is perfectly valid and, and acceptable. But um, for the purpose of our discussion, um, the, the version of media that most professionals are using does relate exclusively to technology. Um, but all else tends to hold the same. So we have our, our definition of social media. So, um, what elements constitute social media? And I think that probably the obvious one is, is relationships. There's social, there's relationships. Um, and really outside of that, like we, like we were just discussing, media can encompass any number of things. We can have visual, we can have textual, we can have audio. Um, we can have a number of different things. Is there anything else that you think is a that constitutes social media outside of those kind of obvious things? Right? do you think it's pretty much at face value? I think it's pretty much at face value, but the face value needs to be questioned.
1: The very word relationship. Um, I think that... If you want, you 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 started very interestingly. I'm going to give my phone number afterwards. It's crazy because, <laughs> like, yeah, we're always on chat. And I, and <laughs> that's but if a conversation is a kind of relationship, um, small sets of characters thrown out against the face of the world, um. In anger or self-justificatory ways, there's there's an illusion of relationship. This is much like celebrity. Mm-hmm. You know, celebrities are human beings who have just as complicated lives as everyone else, but we think we know them because of the illusion of seeing them in roles or, or what they do, and and so I think relationship really needs to be.
0: Yeah, you've, you've exactly hit at the heart of the issue, which I was hoping you were going to. <laughs> which is that, you know, if if you were just to say, um, "No, it's it's at face value, and that's that," um, that would have been incorrect because if you look at face to face relationships and you look at purely social um, media relationships that occur online, there is a vast difference between them. So if it were just to be at face value, oh no, it's just a social relationship conducted through media, then there wouldn't be any difference between the two. But there's a very obvious and distinct difference between the two. And so those are kind of the pieces that we're going to have to probe at in order to get to the really interesting bits of the conversation and about, and really um, the philosophical issues of the topic. Um, And you've you've hit at the heart of it by talking about... um, talking about relationships and I'm trying to decide if we'll save that for the speculative portion or if we should get into it now. Um,
1: we can, we can save it for
0: speculative
1: because, all of, right. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I think that that will take, um, I think that's really the big issue and it's probably the one that will take the most amount of time. So without, mm-hmm. I don't want to run over now and then not have time to talk about right. some of the other stuff. So we'll, we'll move on to the, the formative aspects of social media. So why do you think social media referring to technological media why do you think social media um exists why why is it there
1: (laughs) well okay so let's go from the most trite to 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 downward because i don't want to just give the trite answers people want connection um we have established through economics and all the other topics that we've talked about uh, the the difficulty seemingly of human direct connection and social media offers that possibility. It also offers, of course, from the physiological viewpoint, the endorphinal uh, blast that you get because somebody, I guess, I, I don't know. I, this is a place that I don't go. I mean, I, 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 I almost abandoned Facebook except for the chat. I'm coming back to it because of various reasons that we don't need to get into now, but I, but I, I don't, I don't care whether somebody likes or doesn't like thumbs up or thumbs down. Who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's, a, I mean, if you and I were talking and all you did was go, Oh, thumb and then down. No, that's not going to go anywhere. Right. Uh, <laughs> So, but there's but there's that endorphinal. There is the connection if you if somebody knows you are thinking about them, even if it's a short sentence. I'm doing this this morning. How's your morning going? It's 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 meant as a as a reach out. It's and, and so a text. Uh, which is a funny word because all writing is text, right? Right. But, a, but a text, so-called, uh, allows that message-in-a-bottle-yet-immediacy yeah, that gives the uh, not just the illusion of a connection, but the intentionality of a connection. Whereas right. if you just blasted out a picture on Instagram, which I've done, uh, I didn't even know people were going to follow it. I had like five or six people that I don't know. I put, used to once in a while put a photograph out. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, um, that's nice. But uh, why did I put that out there? Because I wanted people to see something that I saw, but I wasn't targeting anybody. It says, oh, isn't this interesting, basically, is what you're saying with a, f- a photograph. And that's different than a text, so I'm I'm going out on here. You can stop
0: me, but uh. yeah, no. I think that you brought up a couple of interesting things um, as examples, and and the one that I, I like the one that you were talking about, where you know, if we were having this conversation with this thumbs up or thumbs down, it doesn't do anything. And and we kind of demonstrated that early on. You know, you you said something about media, and I said I don't agree with you. Yes, and then I offered a counterpoint, and that's what's missing with um, some social media interaction is, in a way, I almost wonder if. It would be better if there was no such thing as likes. If, oh, you I could, think so. if all you could do was comment, I, yes. And I feel like that would have problems of its own because I think that people tend to hide behind um, a heart or a frown the, or a smile, at any of the millions of yeah. emoticons, or, or even in, in emojis. Even when, yeah, even when <laughs> commenting, I think that they hide behind um, the veil of cybersecurity. <laughs> For instance, let's say you and I had a violent disagreement here. Yeah. You know, you said something about my mom, right? Like, <laughs> You know, I'm I could, She's a nice I mean, could I storm out? Sure. Um, but there would still be a, a link, an actual tension. Yes. Whereas if you were to say something about my mom on social media, I could just unfriend you or, you know, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then you cease to exist in my digital world. You, yes. I've essentially killed you yeah. in my visual world. <laughs> what if you I know, canceled? You've canceled. Right, right. Right. And so, you know, maybe that still lingers in my consciousness, um, but I you know there's there's I think that a lot of psychology has shown that people are pretty good at separating virtual lives from their actual lives to a degree, um, and so I think that even even if there was just commenting, I think there'd still be a bit of that. You see people on Twitter or in comments start you know really going at it in in arguments, and you when you read these comments, what you realize is like if this was happening in a town square, it would never happen. Right. It would just never happen because and I'm. I'm not sure if it's because there's, it's the immediacy of it, having somebody face-to-face, or if it's other cues. You know, I can see your, your facial expression. I can see your body language, right. right? You know, I can tell by the tone of your voice of um, yeah. something. You know, I'm not sure why it is, but I think that even if there was just commenting, we would still have social media problems. But I feel like if we were to eliminate the entire liking system it might still be a step in the right direction i think
1: it, i think it might be and, and and what you just what you just described about the the town square kind of thing you know there there's no utopian medium there there isn't there never has been the town squares were pretty raucous and violent places 230 years ago but the the it's it's id like if we go to the psychological uh, psychological terminology, and I know for some people uh, Freud and Jung are old hat, but for me Jung still offers so much. Uh, the id is too often enabled by some of the social media. Uh, in the circumstances that, you, that you're describing, if I'm sitting in a, a nice, cozy chamber, and I'm mad at the flippin' world, and I'm and I'm just going to blast something out there. I and I I just do it because I don't even think about it. You know, in the, in the professional world, we have the recall of emails, which is really ridiculous too. It's as much like a judge saying to a jury, uh, disregard that last comment. And you hope that intellectually and rationally, jury members will. But the likelihood for human nature is, nope, I heard it. I'm incorporating that. Mm-hmm. Well, the same kind of thing. You just send out an email you, you wish you had not you recalled it. At least you're saying a kind of oops. Right. <laughs> but it's not an apology. Uh, seldom do we see the social grease and the, the authentic Uh, vulnerability of apology in much of the social media in the technological terms. I'm going to say this. Why? Because I can. Why? Because I'm American. Because I'm free and I get to do this. I get to say anything that I want. But we don't have any filter on yes, but does it have worth?
0: Are you wanting a conversation or are you just putting up a, a billboard? Right. And if somebody says something later that disproves it or makes you look stupid, you can just delete it. You don't have to apologize. You can just mm-hmm. delete what you wrote. Yeah. Um, right. So the formative questions. Why is there social media? I think that I think that we covered it a little bit and then we got a little bit off track. Yeah, but I think
1: that's that.
0: I think that there's I think that there's several reasons for it. You started out with um, the most noble, and I think that it's true, and I think that most social networks are um, created with it in mind, mm-hmm. which is people want to have connections, and I'm sure you and I have plenty of those connections. You know, yes. I have friends with people in Hungary or France yes. or Japan. You know, it's people that I couldn't be friends with any other way. Absolutely. Um, but then, um, and this was kind of interesting when I was researching for the show. Um, what sort of threw researchers off in the infancy of social media? Was that you know after it'd been around for a couple of years and they had gathered data? What they found is that people were using social media to communicate and connect with people that they already had a strong relationship with offline. Their mm-hmm. family, their mm-hmm. close friends, mm-hmm. these people, um, and so that raises a different. So why why would you engage on social media if you already are interacting with these people?
1: Well, well one there
0: are endless reasons, and so I, but to stay with the formative.
1: There's no better. There's really no better way to sh- to share a photo album, right? You you want to everybody to see the the baby or the the new house or whatever it happens to be. There it is. Everyone can access it. Uh, or a trip that you went on. So j- just from the the most practical. I wish I could have showed you the pictures. Well, now we can. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to look at them, or or you can. So it, there's the practicality of sharing. Um, uh, the evidentiary material of an experience. Yeah. That's one of the formative things.
0: Yeah. I think that that's, and so, you know, I think that that's important to cover because there is very legitimate and very useful aspects to social media. There's, I'm, I'm not, and I don't think that you are the kind of person that automatically assigns an ethical property to technology just based on its existence no you know it's all the way that people it's not use all it. bad or it's not okay. all good right it? right it's, it's it. the way that it's employed by <sighs> by people yeah um so and the dark side of that is pretty self-evident to everybody um which is that it's really grounded in psychology except instead of you brought up you know Ye- young and, and freud with the id um i'd bring up behaviorism you know, it's more a Skinner or a. It's a Skinner, it's yeah, a Skinner box.
1: Yes. A, a like,
0: yes. A like or, a, you know, um, a message is more a, uh, you know, just uh, it's ringing the bell. <laughs> yes, it's ringing the bell for Pavlov. We salivate dogs. for more likes. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and, you know, the fact is people have um, developed empires based off of that. You know, there's, and I don't even know if I'm allowed to mention any names, but I'm sure that there's people out there that keep up with them. On TV shows and uh, whatnot, Mm -hmm. and you know people who have made billions of dollars off of nothing more than having a presence. So this is
1: this is the this is one of the other formative formative things. Uh, Influence uh, to to, uh, why social media to influence Mm -hmm. to get people to want something back to the advertisement stuff to 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 try to make people accept that you're right the the,
0: the assertion of some kind of power. Right. And that's what these, that's what they call these people. They call them social media influencers. Mm. If you're at the top of the game, if you are royalty in social media, you are a social media influencer. And that kind of gets to, um, you know, again, we're, we're into perspective. So, on an individual level, maybe you and I are using social media to stay in contact with people that we couldn't any other way Mm -hmm. or coordinate events with people that we do know by, um, you know, sharing events or creating things or not. But there's another perspective to that, which is the people who control the social media. And those people are, um, unabashedly trying to sell you things based off of your personal data and preferences. <laughs> and influencers um, are are kinds of tools of those sorts of people who are um, not in line with them. I don't think that they're in league. They may be to an extent, but I don't think they are necessarily, but they're pushing products from endorsers of their own. Um, yeah. So it, it very quickly became um, a a uh, capitalist, um, in a sort of uh, you know system. I guess, know? and then the other formative part is the educational, because
1: of course education moves in and says, "How can we use this to better reach, or alternatively reach,
0: the people that we are trying to teach?" Yeah, and there's there's no overlooking that because the history of social media is grounded in education and. Of course, military research yes, I mean, what <laughs> ARPANET, right? Right. right. Yes, so yes, ARPANET and um university, you know, college um college library systems and things started mm-hmm. that's where social media started, the ability to connect you for users to have a shared internet experience. That was the beginning of of social media. And you know, I think that although people don't necessarily um, associate, you know, military or um even higher education to a large degree with social media anymore i think that it still is a big factor and like i said the class i just took was all about this sort of thing and um the book was written by a guy who um took over a school district and there was no no social there's no online presence at all and he had a very small school district in the middle of three larger um cities And his fear was that the school district was essentially going to fall into obscurity and be, um, you know, incorporated under these other districts. Mm. Um, So in order to avoid making that happen, he really put a lot of effort into studying the art, essentially, of social media and social technology and reformed the school um, with all of the latest cutting edge things. And uh, the school became very successful and it has its own. Web page and social, you know, Facebook page and, you know, its own blog and, you know, all these things. And there's things about that that are very admirable. Um, and, and some of the ones that come to mind are um, interactivity. So, with a, bl- having a, a school blog rather than, say, a newsletter allows for parental feedback, it allows for a, 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 a conduit for parents to um, interact with. Administration and teachers immediately, which I think is good and bad. But I think in the long term, it, it's it's good because it's you know you can say hey you know this is this is something that's happening. Whereas if you just send out a newsletter, you're just saying this is happening, and right. you're not really getting the feedback. I want to. I, I won't keep going, I, but I um, but I want to right, right. talk okay. about this. Yeah. Um, but. Some of the negative things I thought up were, um, you know, he he said specifically that um, it was very important to establish a school brand because if you don't establish a brand, if you don't tell people what you're about, then people will weave their own story and put it out there and it's not going to be what you like. And that really kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. well, because yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, is, is that true? Yes. I, I think, you know, if you, if you passively, um, go about your business, people will say things about you. And, and that's, that's existed before technology. Oh, well, I heard from this person that right. you're doing this or, you know, whatever the case may be. But I feel like it's always been uh, sort of a virtuous thing to, um, rise above that and kind of let your actions speak for themselves whereas the message behind this was no you need to um, proactively put out what your message is about so that people see it in writing before there's any actions and I feel mm-hmm. like so there's something inauthentic about that and that that's part of the entire problem with social media
1: it is it, 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 two things uh, because, based on the, form, the educational formativeness, uh, I have seen far too often, of recent, recently, where uh, in social media uh, are not used to have the discussion but are used to circumvent the democratic process, to collectively bully, for instance, on the uh, parts of uh, community members or parents who want to uh, remove someone. Or, I don't like the way you're governing the system, and therefore, I'm going to gather up all my friends, I'm going to tell them everything that I think that you're doing wrong, and we're then going to converge and drive you out. That's that's a really awful use, and it's and, and it happens a lot, not just among kids, but among adults who think, okay, this is so. It becomes a gangland, right, right. <laughs> of a very real kind. The second thing is uh, assumptions that are f- flawed deeply in education. For instance, uh, in in my uh, institution, uh, uh, we recently received a message. Um, from on high that uh, suggested that we have to keep up with uh, all of the tools because we have to assert our relevance and maintain our sustainability, which means we're going to lose, we're, we're, all colleges right now are losing students. Mm-hmm. Okay, that happens. I've seen this cycle three times in my in my work as a, as a teacher. This is nothing new, but right. the assertion that one has to always stay with the newest stuff in order to be relevant to to lock the term relevant with the term always brand new
0: is not educationally sound. Right? Yeah, and that's. I think that that's something that. I, educational institutions are really grappling with right now Mm. is um you know there's i think that there's they're playing catch-up but while they're playing catch-up the pendulum is starting to swing the other way a little bit um i think that there was in the first part of the 21st century here educational institutions really resisted technological change and so while students were coming to them with all kinds of knowledge of how to use the internet and how to use social media and how to use databases and stuff, schools were saying, well, here's a book. And <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that, um, you know, because we've been teaching out of books for the entire history of humankind, and we've continued to make progress. And we um, can use books in conjunction. Exactly, with. exactly. Because, you know, there's... And that's the thing that I... And now that's why I say the pendulum is swinging the other way is because now I think... Education is really trying to um, make the shift to technology. Say, listen, we're relevant. We're on the cutting edge. Um, Here's all of the technological tools. But rather than um, teaching teachers how to employ them or having any sort of plan on what the best use of them is, they're just saying, here they are. You have to use them figure it out and, and it, and, it you has know.
1: been that way and it continues to be that
0: way from
1: from from my view as as a teacher there is some reach out from some uh, 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 uh contracted computer services that say well here are some new tools Could we have some workshops and see what you think might be best? That that happens occasionally. Generally not. Generally, it's well, whatever's cheapest, Mm -hmm. the institution and institution is going going to go for. But what gets the 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 social media loses the social of the immediate (laughs) in a classroom. There's a set of tools that are all bundled up in a thing called 360. I forget the the exact name for it now, but we're going whole hog toward this. And so essentially, you're standing in a command chamber in your classroom where you have two or three screens, like unto some science fictional starship, right? And headsets or buds or the equivalent. Wherein you, uh, any student who doesn't want to come to class or can't because they're on the other side of the planet, or don't, they they live three hundred yards away from the, the college where they don't want to bother to walk up. Well, yeah, I'm having a cozy day. I just want to. We will accommodate that, so that I'm going to look like a Borg-like <laughs> Star Trekian alien. Uh, and try somehow to still have a personal relationship with the students in the room at the same time that I'm monitoring cameras and
0: audio. Right. It's it's a, uh, we're full on into the speculative now, which is good because it's, it's that time to be there. Um, but it's, it's really a, a very stark example of good intentions, having a sort of bad... Um, practical outcome you know mm. it's a noble intention to want to teach people all over the world and do all this stuff um but it's not something that is necessarily going to be for the good of all the students involved in the process
1: yes the the noble and and the noble intention can often be reshaped into uh, not by questions not being asked or heard Which would be, why do we, the school you talked about, here's a small school and a large, why does a college within, in an area that is soaked in colleges, um, want to reach out to international students saying, we offer something that no one else does? Well, that's not really true we don't offer something so vastly different um so it's a it's a sell campaign well but we're cheaper or whatever that the, you know any institution will use so it's not that we're so unique that we offer something that no it's just that we will cost you less plus look at all these gizmos that we can
0: <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's a there's a lot of mission creep and there's a lot of um economic viability sli- slipping into yeah. higher education which is a topic of its own one of these times you and i should do education i right? hope we do but i have because a feeling based on our background <laughs> it will be a two or three part episode i don't think we could stop at an no, hour no, no um, it will be but yeah coming back to, to social media yeah. so we're talking yeah. about what social media should be and what it is and um you know i think that when we look at some of the issues that the philosophical issues in social media. One of the big ones that they're they're um, seeing psychosocially is this problem of social media causing mental disorders related to loneliness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which would is sort of ironic and paradoxical to the mission. Or stated mission of social media um, being platforms. Yes. So what do you, what do you think about
1: that? Well, I, I think we should have a rather rapid fire hit on a number of topics that might be related in our speculation, uh, and cut loose. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm cutting loose. It's, any communication with another human being, I think has the possibility of alleviating or exacerbating loneliness. It is entirely in the content of the message. But if, if social media, and, and we know that in some circumstances it does, encourages uh, relationships in which people never, ever, ever have to actually meet mm. to take I don't want to use the capital I was about to say take stock I hate that. Never mind. No to to assess. No. To to find out the messy intuitive immediacy of interaction. How do I know you are who you say you are with nothing but a communication back and forth? Am I am I suppose I and this is this is social media dating social media relationships this how do I know and uh, why do I just accept that you say that you are who you are when we, we know that there's so many people who will manipulate?
0: Yeah and I feel like <clears throat> again um, I'm not so sure if even in real life it is an issue you know I think that I, I sort of subscribe a little bit to the psychological theory that everybody's wearing different masks mm-hmm. and you really understand that if you have social media and you're friends with your parents, your best friends, your coworkers, <laughs> yeah, all these things, all of a sudden you realize, Oh, well, what what can I say? And what can I say? You know, with all these different groups that I'm friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's any more, I don't think that's any different in real life, but they're from are, a Thanksgiving uh, table, right? <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I, but I feel like it's, um, it's more potent because in real life it's you have synchronous communication mm-hmm. you don't have time to sit back and think really think out what you're going to say or really edit your photo or really you know edit your audio or do any of these things you're just there so even if i'm trying to put on a mask with you that i would wouldn't put on with somebody else i still have much less time to prepare for that And how you react to me seeing the kind of unformed version of what I put out there is Mm -hmm. much more telling and much more human than if I were to just type a post. Um, And also, I think what goes along with that is um, something I said before, which was talking about how we have facial expressions, we have body language, we have all these things. All of these things are just as much a part of language as the words or the pictures. Absolutely. The kinesthetics kinesthetics
1: of it are. But what you just described, nonetheless, hardly having time to put a mask on, this is what I assert is wrong with things like tweet. Twitter, 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 Twitter. Right. <laughs> you know, you almost have an, uh, the opposite problem: people putting out things without thinking without about it. Without thinking, and that's that's you know, I I abhor Twitter. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's certainly. I mean, here's the thing: I, I have a list of uh, uh, perhaps almost moralistic shoulds and shouldn'ts. Twitter should never be used for governing. Mm. There's there's no thought. There's no. It's just quick blasts no matter who it is right twitter is not a governing tool it's a gossip mongering <laughs> little swampland that <laughs> that brings out the worst in people not uniformly people use twitter to let people know things like i get that but it's not primarily it's not its use there's some mm-hmm. we have to be able to say no just like we would in human behavioral terms, to go back to Skinner or just behaviorism in general,
0: we wouldn't accept certain things in live conversation. Yeah, I think a good way to look at that is um, like the workplace. So we all live in the United States, so we have freedom of speech. But what freedom of speech, what the First Amendment says is that you cannot be sent to jail for saying something or printing something or publishing something. But what that doesn't protect you from is in your workplace, you can't say whatever you want and expect not to be fired because right. the workplace is a private institution that has its own rules. There's a social the media pla- yeah. yeah. Social media platforms also are private places that have their own rules. They have the ability to censor, um, some of these, um, but, but they
1: almost say. don't do it. Yet. They don't
0: do it. And I think they don't do it for entertainment and revenue reasons. Um, and a lot of people like to say, "Oh, well, then you know, where do you draw the line? Like it's a slippery slope. Oh, yeah, now now social easy... media is Big Brother and stuff." And that, um, that's the easiest, the the false, uh, you know that that's that's bad logic. But people say it, and and yeah. that's why I bring up the workplace yeah. situation is because businesses run just fine having their own private rules, and nobody accuses them of being Big Brother. Nobody right. accuses because you come to accept the fact that you can't say racist things at the work environment and expect to have a job. Here's you can't the, say yeah. these things and expect to continue. Right. So why is it that social media should allow those things well, it and the workplace
1: shouldn't? Yeah, uh, you know, we, we get all excoriated or exercised about, uh, exercise about the, uh, the, the Chinese. Well, you know, I was I was going through some of the, the, the 45 most popular social media tools and a good chunk of those are... From China, why? because it's the most populous place on the planet. Uh, but we, we might say, oh well, look at what they're doing. they do facial recognition there. so are we, but they can they can follow, well NSA I mean we, you know it's it's not like it's we' we're, we have to be more grown up and say, no, there are certain things you can't do. Yes, I want a I want a fact checker built into every tweet. I want a fact checker built into every post i don't want it to be the so-called wild west it wasn't a very pretty thing and there was a lot of destruction and, and doom there i no, i want the fact checking to be there because i want people to realize you know if i say something somebody's going to check whether that's true or not and they're going to they're going to put it's going to be out there
0: that's what i want artificial intelligence to do right right and you know maybe at some point in the future it will get there um but I was, I was reading a, in the Stanford University encyclopedia entry yeah, on yeah. social media. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the biggest que- philosophical questions regarding social media is, um, you know, the there's the privacy aspect, of course. And then there's, um, you know, the representations of the self. But one of the things that they specifically bring up is the ability for parties to just say whatever they want. And not have any sort of um, legitimacy to claims, mm-hmm. and so that's something that I—I I guess it was sort of shocking to me because um, you are a boomer and I'm a millennial. So <laughs> I've always grown up with technology, right? And so here I am, so am I millennial, right? It's just different technology, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I guess, like you know, I was thinking about it. And I was like, well. Yeah, I guess before the internet, before social media, really, you couldn't receive, um, you know, information from any source that wasn't vetted to some extent. And if it was an educational institution, obviously, that's of a higher quality than, say, a newspaper or a magazine. But even newspapers or magazines had editors who had some sort of ethical... um well, in some um, cases some ethical or dignified it was their job it was their it was, specific was, profession it, it, to, right but they also had a bias i mean right, the,
1: right. the democrat and chronicle the, the republican whatever all the newspapers names showed that that's where the editorial uh angle was but the but the but the work was still to present him back to ben franklin which was also hypocritical well let's let's work let's present if we just present every viewpoint the truth will out well that was extraordinarily idealistic and representative of a very different time but also completely hypocritical because here were people who were writing about being enslaved by a foreign government while they owned slaves and said nothing about it and so uh, you know journalism is noble it's also flawed but it's absolutely Vital, and because facts need to be checked, pre- mm. presented and then rethought. But we aren't into that now. And this is the and I, I I'm so I'm vehement about this because it is <laughs> danger. Will Robinson time. It is mm. red alert. We are social media is in is is enabling if not. Guiding the the destruction of the very idea of factuality. It is a hyper reality all uh, that Nick Bostrom and various uh, post uh, modern philosophers have, have presented, which is essentially a cascade of of varying realities, none of which has any particular interconnectivity,
0: right. We have fake news and alternative facts, and almost sort of a quantum foam of uh, reality yes. going on. Choose in, your reality and live within it. Or, 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 that's what we're doing now,
1: and 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 not and, and I'm just to to maintain the, the political neutrality.
0: But that's that's what almost everyone is doing now, right? And you you mentioned it when we were talking about um, the school technology in schools, how. People will use it to gang up and, and uh, you know, outs, you know, oust certain people and those sorts of things. And the research really supports that. You know, it says that people tend to use social media in such a way as to strip, strip people of their individuality and instead um, assign to them a group. So mm-hmm. if somebody were to see me on social media rather than seeing me as a person, they would tend to see me as a Republican or a gay or a whatever Whatever I was saying online, yes, whatever I said online, they would tend to see me as as a member of a group as opposed to an individual. And I think that, you know, coming back to the philosophical aspect of that, I think that some of that probably does stem from not having, not being able to hear the tone of somebody's voice, not being able to see them. and, And I feel like a lot of that changes because there's definitely been people that I've had those discussions with and and you know there's no bigger um, example of that than, than Trump getting elected you mm-hmm. know there's some people who um, I was friends with for a long time and mm-hmm. then you once Trump was elected you thought wow I never would have thought that that person would have voted for him. Right. and mm-hmm. the immediate N- inkling is to say, well, that person is not my friend now because yeah, they're yeah. supporting this abhorrent person, you know, the person who's abhorrent to me, or whatever. Um, but that is exactly the trap that s- you'd want to avoid with social media, you know? Instead, what what should be happening is you should be saying, okay, well, that this person who I've been friends with for a long time, whose opinions I respect, who I think is you know reasonably intelligent see some kind of value here what is it that they see yes, what is it the, that i'm missing what is it that you know what perspective are they looking at that i'm not seeing you know you and that's doing that is not automatically lending credence to their position not it's at just all. doing your homework to it's figure the, the out
1: diligence of trying to understand your fellow human being right that doesn't mean you abandon the notion uh, or, or, or more than a notion of, of looking at a whole array of behaviors and whatever, of, of, and, and of priorities, and, and say, no. I, I, but this is not about trying to change your mind. This is not about trying to, it's, it's about why. Right. And that doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily change my mind either. It's not about mind changing. But if you, but if, but social media has brought us, has helped us, has enabled us to be at a complete bifurcation, a binary, uh, dual collectiveness that I think, uh, as a layperson, would be textbook uh, a mental health uh, issue. Right. On a on a national scale, and on a planetary scale, because most cultures now are—it's not the the voting and so on—is within a hair's breadth of 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 every of any particular topic, Hair, a hair's breadth of of so forty eight percent and fifty one percent and forty nine percent and fifty—and it's we're on there for for with everything. We've not been that way before. Mm-hmm. And I have to, it's clear that social media is at least part
0: of that. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I, and it's unfortunate because I think under other circumstances, that would be a really beneficial thing for society to have it split so evenly. If you had it split that evenly and there was productive conversation happening, if yes, yes. people would be making the choices that were in the best interest of everybody involved. I feel like finding a compromise should be much easier than it would be at any other time.
1: With
0: and, it, and, it, and it has become the much less, right? So I've literally seen this happen on social media where somebody has posted something mm-hmm. and rather than, um, presenting a counter argument or hitting a like or a dislike button, I've seen somebody just comment. Okay. Boomer. Or, Okay, snowflake, Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. How does that help anything? How does that that get us?
1: It doesn't get us anywhere, and I think that that is where I I don't, I won't go to the root of just blaming social media, because I don't think that was intentional. Whatever Mm -hmm. else I might say about Mark Zuckerberg, I don't think that he intended to uh, create a schism of unimaginable proportions. I, I mm. just don't think that was in, Or, or the other developers. It's something like James Bond villains. Right. But it, 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 I think that social media and the way that it's used have led people to say, well, I don't want to help. I'm not interested in the conversation. I don't have to listen to anything you say because I've got all this stuff right here. This mm. is my island. There's your island. Stay away from me right if you're that way don't talk to me
0: and 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 that's ugly Mm -hmm. yeah and that's that's a big um that's again one of the big philosophical topics in social media is the fear that the the philosophers have of people forming echo chambers and essentially seeking out opinions that reinforce their own and then disregarding all others and i I think that that's outside of the realm of philosophy now I think that's something that's empirically psychologically measurable. measurable. yeah I think that's something that can be looked at yeah. um, but no I agree with you and and to end on you know I like to end on a little bit more of a positive of course one, yeah. because any, it, is, it seems like in the past few episodes when we're dealing with people, it always goes uh, someplace ugly. but no, I, I agree with you I think that if you look back at the history of a lot of these social websites. Um, and you see how they started, what you do realize is that there was a noble um, intent at the beginning to connect people. And, you know, along the way, capitalist of course. interests take of course. place. And and there's no way, you know, Mark Zuckerberg was not a, uh, you know, a PhD in psychology. And even if he was at the time, I doubt that you would have been able to... He was a kid predict. saying, here's this, wow, we can right. do this. Man. Right, there's no way of predicting how... Um, society on a large level would would react to um, such an advanced tool. But there are definitely is, there is positive things that are happening because Absolutely. of it. I, I know a teacher who taught third grade, you know, and used these Web 2.0 tools. She had a, an online store that students could, you know, they could earn points by doing well in class and then they could use the points on... Um, to buy products that helped people, in I think Rwanda to well, build well, wells to mm-hmm. you know for what, yeah. and there was a third grade class that that you know supplied clean water to an entire village and halfway across the world. Um, like you said, yeah. we, we, there's people that we keep in touch with across the world and build bonds with people. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot of good things that are happening. You know, my the last class I just took creating that personal learning network on Twitter. Um, it's funny because it's almost an entirely different animal than it was before. You know, all of a sudden, if you're not following um, the influencers, if you're following real people who are sharing relevant tools, mm-hmm. it becomes something very powerful, um, you know, and powerful in a way other than dividing and conquering, you know, and other than doing these, these Yeah, that, that's it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the positive part
1: of it. I'm, I'm not <laughs> Yeah, boomer. I'm a boomer, and I'm getting older. But I, I've, I, I can't be all doom and gloom because that's of no use to anybody from me on outward. Right. But it, but but it but
0: it still requires to say we need to think about this. Yeah, and I think that there. I think there. I'm I'm optimistic that maybe there will be a place for AI in the future to um, regulate some of this. Mm. You know. I don't think the Wild West will go on forever. I think just that a gentle nope, I'd, just a little floaty bubble. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if anything, um, you know, I think that what we what we've discovered is that um, the capitalistic interests are going to win out. Whatever makes the most money is going to succeed. Um, but I almost, I see the uh, the potential for AI to even increase that because these people that are currently dominating the platform with. Um, Hateful or explosive, entertaining yeah. rhetoric. Um, I feel like fact checking them adds an, another layer of entertainment and a positive layer <laughs> to yes. it. So I think that you know, when, if the technology gets there, I, I think that it will happen, and I think uh, yeah. humankind will be better off for it. But we'll uh, we'll end there, and uh, we'll pick up a new topic next week. <laughs> so until next time, thanks for listening, and keep pondering.